You are now listening to The Model Mindset. Welcome back, everybody, to The Model Mindset Podcast. Today is going to be a great podcast. Now, we all think of a friend or perhaps maybe in a movie or both, if we're lucky enough, that make us laugh. But absent those automatic triggers, how often do you laugh? Now, the purpose behind this podcast is we want to keep it light today. We want to show people the true power of a sense of humor and laughter. Now, how this podcast episode came about is when John and I were actually recording content for our wellness program, we kept messing up. And we kept creating blooper after blooper after blooper, and we were hysterically laughing. And during that time, I asked John a question. I said, John, how often do you laugh in your full-time job? And your response, man, was never. Uh, never? <laughs> yeah. And we instantly were like, you know, it's great to have this because you just feel connected. You feel good. And it's super powerful. And so, you know, we said, hey, we need actually, no, no, I'll be real. You wanted to do a Monday motivation episode. And I said, no, 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 man, we can make an episode. Of this. I, I wasn't sure we can, we could spring a full episode out of it, but. Well, but, eat your fucking words. I'm eating, <laughs> but I'm going to eat my words here because the outline, the outline's good. So that's right. I'm ready. That's I'm right. ready to roll, man. So, you know what we like to do? When we prep for a podcast, we got to give you some signs. So we're leading off with some signs. Laughter, yes, laughter, can keep us healthy. According to the Mayo Clinic, research has found both short and long-term benefits. Laughter can increase oxygen to the heart, lungs, muscles. It can increase endorphins that are released by your brain, improve your mood, and reduce your physical pain laughter also burns calories so if we're, we're trying to Shocker. get or <laughs> if we're trying to get to get what is it bg right tight and ready is that what i said oh that night God. that had yeah. us rolling right yep yeah right yeah, tight and like, ready for mating suit yeah. <laughs> season you're gonna burn some calories laughing so so there's no replacement obviously for going to the gym but one study found that laughing for 10 to 15 minutes a day can burn approximately 40 calories which could be enough to lose three or four pounds over the course of the year so yes does that seem like a lot no of course not right you know that's that's not something that you would sit there and go oh i can't believe i'm losing that much from laughing but it's it just shows you that um you know something that you should be doing regularly like laughing could have could have a little benefit like that, like burning calories. So it also can help you live longer, which doesn't this doesn't surprise me. Before we even read this, this does not surprise me at all. Hearing laughter would help you live longer. It seems like a no-brainer to me. But a study in Norway found that people with strong sense of humor outlive those who don't laugh as much. The difference was particularly notable for those battling cancer, which is interesting. That so, is interesting. So and, and it's if, if you find humor, maybe in places that don't typically have it or are typically hard to find it, I guess you could say that that could be maybe the benefit to it. Right. Um, but yeah, we're, we're two guys, obviously, who who like having a good time and laughing and laughing at ourselves and everything else around us. So 
this is uh, this is a good episode, man. I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, you know, I, I find too that, you know, with age, I don't think that I laugh as often. I think that I am more uh, serious mm-hmm. because of the responsibilities I have as a father. Uh, I also found that as you climb up the corporate ladder, if you will, it could be stressful, mm. which typically means less time for laughter. Uh, I have always made it a point, though, with every position that I have, that I always bring that positive vibe and I always bring laughter because that's right. just who I am. Um, and I find it's infectious. But this is kind of... And I do think we do a great job of keeping it light. Anytime we have interaction, whether it be a public speaking event or even with our programs, we're always asked to show our personality. And I yeah. think it's because they enjoy the humor that we bring. Yeah. So th- this episode is going to be humor driven. We're hoping it'll get people to smile and laugh and to really start to be intentional about, hey, you know what? I got to take life. A little more, less serious. A little more, less serious. That's that's as clear as you can make it, guys. <laughs> hey, all right, hey, you know, just, whatever. So it's, but it's it's funny, man, because when you asked me that question a couple weeks ago, when we were hysterically laughing on the floor, and uh, it, it didn't dawn on me like how little I laugh at work, um, but I did feel good because I knew how much I laughed like outside of that environment. You know what I mean? Like yeah. all the time, like whether it's my kids and my wife, whatever it is, like I, that's just my personality. I know yours is the same too. Um, you know, everybody we're around that we're together, it's the same. We're always joking around and laughing. Like we have serious conversations. Yes. And a lot of stuff we talk about on here may come across as serious. And I think maybe people who don't, who haven't seen us in a while or only know us from this may think we're two like semi-serious kind of guys. But in reality, like we're always dicking around like all the time. Like we're business a lot of times and we take care of a lot of stuff, but we don't do anything without having a good time. So, you know, it's just, it's just funny. Like if you really just think about it, how, how much do you laugh? So think about that now before we get rolling into this, how much do you really laugh throughout your day? And have you found since we brought that up about after during your full-time job, have you been more intentional about maybe, seeing the little things to bring joy In, into that time frame yeah no i mean <laughs> to be honest with you no like I, i'm okay. i'm in there i'm in there to i'm there um so i can get out of there you know okay. so it's yeah. like no, that's, um, yeah, that's fine i, I but because i i rely and i know where my um enjoyment and my laughter will come from in my life and that's just not a place that it will and that's fine um you know maybe maybe in a few spots but I'm okay with that. I, I know the role that my job has and that's okay. So, yeah. And that's what it is. If, if you guys can relate to that sentiment, great. You know, like that's totally fine. Like if you're not finding yourself laughing a ton at work, I mean, it's not, that's not ideal, but um, you can still find it in different places in your life. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today. 100%. So let's kick it off, man. So when we're in a social setting, what does laughter or sense of humor do to the conversation? Man, I think it makes I think it makes everybody relatable to each other. You know, like there there's very few people that if you're to interact with, 
that wouldn't enjoy a conversation that's based around laughter. Like you're going to get some people who are just, you know, no personalities and stiff as a board and you can, you know, but half the time to me, that's funny. Like it's funny to me when I think shit's funny and someone else is like just stone faced about it. Even like other people are laughing, but they're like, they don't think it's funny. And it's like, all right, well, that's to me, I'm like, that's, that's, that makes it more funny. So, but I do think it just makes everything relatable. I think it makes people connect a lot easier. I think it shows a lot of, of depth and range to a personality. Um, so I, I think all of those things just makes the whole room feel a lot more relatable. That's kind of how I feel that, that it, it contributes to conversations and social settings. Yeah, I, I agree hundred percent on the, the connection piece of it. And to kind of take that a step further, we've all had conversations, whether it be a group setting or maybe one-on-one with friends where they're either telling a story and you guys are laughing together. You guys are really engaged in conversation and there's a feeling and an emotion that courses through your body when you're experiencing laughter in that moment. And that's where I think that connection comes from. And what's even more, uh, I would say it's even more uh, telling about the conversation and how that laughter is making you feel is I've gotten text messages or I've sent text messages that same night or the next day thanking my friends for like that experience because it's it, it bonds you, right? You feel a greater connection to that person or those people that experience that moment. And then when you actually come back together as a group or individual, you almost feel like you know them better now. And it's just, it, it just, again, I, I keep, we keep saying it, but it's just a great connector yeah. and it is able to levity stress, you know, and just bring calmness, you yeah. know, in a sense of enjoyment. It does. It, it makes, it's contagious. Yeah. You know, it makes everybody else around you feel loose and relaxed. And, um, I think, I think, Personally, I think it is a a factor in trust a lot of times, you know, um, just because, again, when you are showing that side of your personality where um, a lot of times it comes to imperfections, you know what I mean? Like laughter and humor, like yeah. especially if it's about yourself and those type of things, I feel like that creates a little bit of trust in, in you where people see you as someone maybe who doesn't take themselves so seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, sees they have imperfections and therefore feels like they won't be judged for their imperfections. Yeah. You know they're, what I mean? They're, they're bringing a human element. Exactly. You know? Right. Right. So that's, that's, I think a, a big part of the whole connection piece too. So, I mean, it, it, humor can be in a lot of different places and, and kind of to give you guys a little, a little story real quick. We were on a run. Was it last Saturday? We were talking about this. Are you just, really going to go into that story? Huh? Are you going to go into that story? You're not talking know. about the skunk story, are you? Oh, no, no, not the, okay. not the skunk story. Right. No, no I'll talk, when we were running, we were talking about um, kind of humor and, and people maybe who use humor with with the right intentions but get the wrong result. Yes. You know, maybe it's a certain, a certain place or time that's not appropriate, but their intentions are just to make people feel better. But in reality, maybe they made them more uncomfortable, right? So right. obviously humor has 
has its benefits and has, it has its downfalls too. Um, but when, when I want to know, because it kind of teeters into this conversation now, has there been a moment in your life where you brought humor to an event in which you felt that it was needed? Yeah, you know, <laughs> so Val was fortunate enough to be inducted into the Windsor Locks Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. This was before the boys, or was this when the boys were born? I want to say it's probably about two years ago. So the boys w- were were born. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the person that was going to introduce her, like induct her, if you will, he he wasn't in the best health. It was actually going to be her softball coach from high school. And so Val was like, you know, I'll just have um, the person running the induction just do it. And I was like, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. You know, I feel like you need a good introduction. You know, you've, right. you've had an amazing life. So she's like, okay. So I prepared, you know, this this great speech and stuff, and I was so nervous. So nervous, man. This this actually had to be longer than that because I mean, it must have been like four years ago, and I was just so nervous. I was so nervous. And with me, when I'm very nervous, I have to do. I have to break the ice with the choke. Like I, mm-hmm. I have to, and it, because it calms me. Mm-hmm. And so like that, and you'll see that too. A lot of times that are public speaking events, mm-hmm. I normally will always do something with a choke because it calms me. It helps mm-hmm. me. And so. <laughs> She is the last freaking person to be inducted. Oh. So I'm so we're sitting there for like two hours. Okay. And like I only had a beer the entire time because I'm like, I'm gonna be sober this entire time, you know. So and then so the speeches at were super long. Some were serious, some brought a little bit of humor, but you could hear like a pin drop in that in that freaking place. <laughs> so I get up there, all, all eyes are on me, and I just go. Can everyone see me up? Okay. <laughs> Do I need to stand up? And like everyone just started hysterically laughing, like hysterically <laughs> laughing. And I was like, all right, yeah. let's do this. Exactly. Yep. And so then it, it allowed me to kind of just concentrate on really focusing on giving Val the accolades that she deserved. Yeah. And it was really cool because, again, I, I told you it helps me, but. If it, it made like everyone just pay attention more to what yeah. I have to say, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, it's it is. It it a lot of times humor is more for the person who is distributing it rather for the, the people who are are hearing it. You know, it's it's yeah. it's funny how that works, and and it kind of so the way that that I thought of this question and and my experience was I use it at my father's funeral which people will hear this and think what um but i did and and it wasn't it wasn't something i really planned it was just i felt i just felt like it needed it right so mm-hmm. we it, was whole it was it was heavy room you could still have it yeah super heavy in there right um and, and to stand there and and you know go through the process the whole day like that it was it was a lot and um you know, I think I think my sisters went up and talked before me. They did. Um, yeah. And so it was again just super heavy, really emotional, and um, I felt like it was like my job to like stay true to who I am, like for my dad almost, and be like, 
nah, man, I'm not going to let like this day be like all sad and stuff. Like he wouldn't want me to do that. Like he'd want me to bring some like joy to this. Right. So I went up there and everyone's kind of quiet. And I remember just kind of like leaning on the podium and kind of like looking over towards like my mom and my grandparents. And I just was like, I'm going to take this a different direction. And like everyone in there knows me. So everyone in there knew I was about to start saying some shit that was wild. Like this like was not funeral fitting, right? And so right away, like I said that and people started laughing. I'm like, all right, I could, that told me people are going to be receptive to this. Yeah. So I told this story about how when I was younger, I had to have been like eight years old where because Sunday dinners got brought up. And that's kind of where I got the idea. My sisters were talking about Sunday dinners and all this stuff like that in my family and and there's this one time on a Sunday dinner where my uh, my dad was he was getting upset about something, and uh, I said to him, I'm, I was like eight. I said, "God, Dad, don't have such an orgasm." And like everyone, like my mom and my dad, just like stopped and like just looked over at me and just started like, hysterically laughing. My sisters are laughing, and um, I didn't know what I said. You know, I what I was trying to say was um, don't have an aneurysm. And instead I said orgasm and, uh, and so, and so they're laughing. I'm like, what, what is so funny? They're like, do you know what that means? And I'm like, well, no. And, and so my, and the joke was like, Hey, if, if it's, if it's the son asking the question, John, you got to go out there and talk to him. My mom's saying that's my dad. And so my dad hates those conversations, like beat red, like can't have conversations like that. And he took me on, I'll never forget this shit. I was like eight, man. He took me onto the steps outside in the front of the house and he brought the dictionary with him. Oh my God. <laughs> so he could tell me what an orgasm was via the Webster dictionary. And uh, so he tells me this shit outside. I come running back inside and I'm jumping on the couch and the couch is like, there's like a little opening that goes into my kitchen. I'm jumping on the couch and I'm like, he said it was a feeling. He said it was a feeling. And my mom is pissing herself at the table. It's my dad's beat red. So I'm telling this whole story at the funeral and everyone is hysterically laughing. And it was just like, it was a moment where, like I said, if I, if I was to say, I told a funny joking story at my dad's funeral, people would be like, man, probably maybe not the best time for that. You know, would some people get offended by that? And maybe someone in that room was, I don't know that, but I know my intentions were just to kind of lift the spirits of the room a little bit, right. um, in a really tough day. And I think it did. Yeah. So humor, but humor that can swing the other way, man. Like we we've heard of times where that pendulum has swung the other way and hasn't been as well received. Um, and yeah. that, that's where it can get tricky. Yeah. hundred percent. I'm in just to back that up. I mean, it was a heavy day and yeah. I thought you did. A great job of honoring your dad but also keeping true to who you are you, you know yeah. that's who the person you are you when it's moments like that you would rather bring a ray of light rather than continue to kind of bring the darkness you know what i mean yeah so i give sure. you credit for that appreciate that do you feel like your sense of humor came from your dad oh man you know what i was thinking about this i don't really don't know like mike because i both my sisters have good senses of humor too. Um, probably my dad, if I had, if I had to say, um, but like, it's not like he was, he was like a big joke teller. You know what I mean? My dad yeah. was a funny guy though. Like you remember, like he was a funny dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. But more, more just like 
he was like almost unintentionally funny a lot of times, you know. So, um, <laughs> yeah, like your dad too. Like it's he th th those per type of personalities. Um, but I really don't know like where my sense of humor came from. I definitely know where yours came from. Oh yeah, without a doubt, mine came from my mom, man. Yeah. She she, <clears throat> you know her well. She has quite the personality, <laughs> and I think all of my friends and the people that meet her all say the same thing. You know, yeah. that she has just a way away about her. I remember the first night, first time I introduced Val to my family, my mom had Val laughing so hard that she was like crying and she said she was about to piss her pants. <laughs> and I can't remember what exactly happened. It might have been something to where I was kind of making a joke to my mom and she thought I said something else and interpreted it way differently. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. And it was cool for Val to experience like that first time she was meeting my family. Mm -hmm. And we're all ourselves. And she saw exactly who my mom was. Yeah. And I remember, you know, that that's exactly where I get my sense of humor. Now, my dad, it's a good mix because I get my kindness from my dad. Not to mm -hmm. say that my mom's not kind. Right, right. My dad has like a heart of gold, you know, but he has an extremely underappreciated gift game that's right i said that dude can send out unbelievable gifts on the regular like that dude has impeccable gift timing and can make you laugh really hard and my dad is unintentionally so goofy that he will make you laugh so hard i was playing racquetball with him this was years ago and we're playing racquetball, and that dude hit himself in the head so hard, not once, but twice. Because <laughs> he missed the ball and nailed his head twice. Oh my had, God. Had marks on his head, <laughs> and he was swearing. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, how are you, how are you hitting yourself in the head? And. <laughs> Needless to say, that was the only time I played him in racquetball. <laughs> Hopefully, you won. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Of course, I did. Oh but, man, uh, that's too funny. Yeah, yeah, it was great, man. It's great. So, in your opinion, yeah, where can people create opportunities to laugh? I, I think you have to be around authentic people. I, love that. I, I think you have to be around people who are comfortable in their own skin. Mm -hmm. um and again maybe not necessarily like strictly funny people yeah you know what i mean because it, that's obviously could be hard to tell if you're if you're not familiar with the group whatever like that but if you, you can tell people who are authentic though and who are comfortable yeah. and if you've put yourself in positions and surround yourself with people like that i think you're going to be able to find avenues for humor because it's just going to like we go back to that whole comfort conversation we were having to start that that will create humor because Man, people are unique and people are, are fucking weird. You know, like it's just, the, but it's true. Like everybody's weird. Everybody's yeah. got their own li little weird, right? And if you're comfortable around people and you're you're authentic around people, <clears throat> excuse me, you're going to show off a little bit of that weird sometimes. Absolutely. And like people find that funny. You yeah. know what I mean? And like that that's where I think it's cool where when you can be your, your little weird self, that's where that's where you're going to find some humor. So just be find authentic people and be authentic with them. Yeah. And do you think intentionality 
comes with that too, because now you you almost have to be aware of how you're feeling, right? If you're in a yeah. low day, you had a tough day, it's almost like, okay, I need to call a friend that I know will bring some sunshine to my gloom, yeah. right? Yep. And it's the people that are positive, that bring enjoyment to life, that you really need to surround yourself with. You know, we've all we all have those friends that we've been close for a, a very very long time. And at times it's almost like we feel like we have to continue to stay friends with them even though you you may say I need to branch out and find some other friends. You know, that keep an open mind. You know, if if there are people that you are starting to be around you know that, that for for example like with theo and charlie with daycare they're starting to make friends so we're we're beginning to meet more parents and we're getting very close with some of the parents and they are delightful mm -hmm. and they bring a sense of humor they um we're getting very close with some of the couples and it, it's it's amazing because yeah. you know they they have enjoyment in life and they have brought um, some enjoyment, some sense of humor to yeah. our lives as well. So yeah. I I do think there is intentionality behind it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I think so too, man. And, and I was and you know we were talking about surrounding yourself with with people as well, but you also have if you have kids, like you 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 gotta be goof around with them. Oh my with, god! Like, I'll put it in this. I'll put it in this perspective, right? How often now little kids, but when they start to just complain or cry or something and you start to tickle them or you start to wrestle with them, right? And they go from complaining and crying to laughing, laughing, right? And you instantly turn their mood upside down. You can do that when you're not feeling the greatest, right? Mm -hmm. If you feel like you need a laugh, then go write to your kids and start messing with them. I know. Yeah, because that they're like humor. A laugh. Exactly. It, like say, how how are you going to turn their mood around? And you're gonna get them to laugh. And you're gonna mm -hmm. do things to make them laugh, right? Kids are like kids are wild, man. Yeah. My my kids will say some wild shit sometimes and I just start laughing. And it's hard because it's you're trying to walk that fine line between parenting them and, and but also like having fun with them. And yeah. when they say that that off the cuff stuff, it's like I should be I should be telling you not to say that, but it's yeah. so funny that I'm just gonna let it ride right now. Yeah, but right yeah, before, kids. Right before yeah. we uh, were recording, man, my kid was dropping a deuce, and of course I'm sitting in there because he can't wipe his ass yet, or does mm -hmm. a, you know, he'll use the whole roll of toilet paper and miss his asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> and he tells me, looks me dead in the eyes, and says, "Daddy, I'm gonna poop in your ear." And I said, wow, this motherfucker is gross. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, buddy. All right, well, I'm going to yep. poop in your pillow. And he's like, oh, no, you won't. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you want to poop in my ear? I'm going to poop in your pillow, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And then, of course, then he you know, had to cross the line and say, exactly. we're else, so we're not going to go there. But Right, right. You know, and, and one more thing, man. It's like, think about when we, I don't know if you did this, but we used to do like a game night with like friends. You know, where we would do cards against humanity. Yeah. You know, yeah. or, you know, me and my wife would play like 
uh, a card game 31, but we would be talking while we're doing it. That's fun too. Mm -hmm. And with be intentional about having like a game night. Right. That always yeah. brings a sense of humor. It definitely does for sure. Absolutely does. All right, man. So this is this is when it's, this is when it's gonna get a little a little cray cray. So I'm gonna just fire some random questions at you. Okay. All right. I I truly guys have no idea what he's about to ask me. Yeah, so which is which is gonna be great. Now I found these questions funny, but well the listeners will be the judge of this. Okay. So okay. John, here we go. What's the worst fashion trend that you still follow? Oh God. Worst fashion trend, aside from me wearing my American Eagle sweater right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which, just so it's coincidental. <laughs> oh, God. He, I, we get on today, and he's like, are you wearing a cutoff? And I'm like, what? And so I like, I'll raise my arms up to show him I'm not wearing a cutoff. It's a striped sweater. And he's like, oh, you're wearing an American Eagle sweater. <laughs> he's just mad judgment in his voice. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, God worst trend i still follow oh man i don't what would yours be i don't know man i don't mine, know mine you're reviving it on me you son of a bitch uh i am because i really don't know what my worst trend would be i mean skinny jeans i guess but i still feel like rock them yeah but like yeah but everything's all super baggy now it might be skinny jeans it might be might be it could be. It could be. Okay. So what's one thing everyone looks ridiculous doing? Man. The wave. I fucking hate the wave. Dude. <laughs> I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. And it's just like it, every time I see people doing the wave, the, at the games, if I'm just looking around, like you all are just a bunch of fools. Like, what are we what are we doing what are what it is 2024 what are we, and, the, and they constantly fail like 15 times before the rest of the stadium can get the hang of it it is just it is a calamity every time i hate it i can't believe you are a hater of the wave. I hate the wave hate the wave but let me tell you though sometimes when it catches on it's pretty cool it certainly is not. And oh, wow. I've never once been in an arena with people doing the wave and being like, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I can't. Right. Yeah. My one that I actually just thought about this, and people are probably going to get pissed at me, but that's fine. Horseback riding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, especially people that don't know how to ride a horse, they're just bobbing up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And it's just weird to watch someone on a horse. It's just like a, a loose neck the whole time. <laughs> especially like a big dude, you know? Like, can you picture like Ed Milet riding a horse, you know? Yeah. Well, like he's, yeah I, I, this can go totally sideways. Yeah. Uh, no. All right. No, Moving no. on. All right. <laughs> last one. Last one. If you could uninvent something, what would you choose and why? I can uninvent something. These are these are weird questions. Yeah, that's the whole fucking point. <laughs> uh man, if I can uninvent something, what would it be? Oh, uh, the um, do you know those little plastic recorders? Yes, you do, because my wife bought your children one. God, up, oh, dude. That is literally yeah, what I, I was going to say. I would, fucking, I would eliminate every recorder and flute and, and 
instrument like that in the world. My kid came yeah. home with a like a freaking little miniature one today that she got in her Valentine's Day bag, and she's blowing this thing like she's lost at sea. And the kitchen, I'm trying to cook dinner. I'm like, can you put the freaking seven cent flute down before I burn the house down? Yeah. <laughs> John, I fucking snapped that recorder. To, you can tell Dana this on my fucking leg and threw it in the garbage because I was so pissed that those boys were blowing that fucking thing. And I will tell you this any school that mandates a recorder, you need to stop the shit because every parent is suffering. Dude, Mill just told me that like two months ago. She's like, oh, well. I get to bring one home from school next year. I'm like, good hell. Are you kidding me? So yeah, recorders, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, that no is doubt. okay. All right. So those questions, you know, listeners may be disappointed with them, but it's fine. I think they probably would like the recorder one, but all right. <laughs> so the last thing, you know, we always like to do is we like to give tips, tools, or strategies. And so this is tips to help develop your sense of humor. So we're going to kick it off with laugh at yourself yes share your embarrassing moments john was saying before it makes you more relatable right mm -hmm. the best way to take yourself less seriously is to talk about times when you took yourself too seriously yep attempt to laugh at situations rather than bemoan them okay so look for the humor in a bad situation and uncover the irony and absurdity of life when something negative happens try to make it humorous and a nice little anecdote that will make others laugh. I love that. Surround yourself with reminders to lighten up. Keep a toy on your desk or in your car. Put a funny poster in your office. Choose a computer screensaver that makes you laugh. Frame photos of you and your family or friends having fun. And it's funny because I actually have um, some pictures uh, you know, up that are pretty funny around my computer and stuff that kind of just makes me laugh. I actually have a couple baseballs that I like to just toss around uh, to keep it to keep it light. So that's a great reminder. Yeah, for sure. Remember funny things that happen. You know, we, it's before I even read this, it's just think about all the times you just kind of rehash funny stories with your friends and they're still funny like 10 years later. You know, there's a reason for that. So Remember funny things that happen. If something amusing happens or you hear a joke or a funny story you really like, write it down or tell it to someone to help you remember it. Don't dwell on the negative. We try, We talked about this before. Try to avoid negative people and don't dwell on news stories, entertainment, or conversation that make you sad or unhappy. Many things in life are beyond your control, particularly the behavior of other people. While you might view carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders as admirable, in the long run, it's unrealistic and it's unhealthy. Find your inner child. Love this. Pay attention to children and try to emulate them. After all, they are the experts on playing, mm -hmm. taking life lightly, and laughing at ordinary things. Like we said before, what do you do to make your kids feel better? What do you do when you need to feel better and you have kids? You guys laugh together. So keep that inner child. And John, what do we always do when we do a movement practice? We always make sure to bring an element of play. Yep. You got to play. You yep. got to play. Deal with stress. Stress can be a major impediment to humor and laughter. So it's important to keep your stress levels in check. One great technique to relieve stress in the moment is to draw upon a favorite memory that always makes you smile. Something your kids did, for example, or something funny a friend told you. 
don't go a day without laughing. Again, this goes back to us talking about how often, think about how often do you really laugh throughout the day? There's some days we more than other, but if you're finding yourself not laughing regularly, assess that. So think of it like an exercise or breakfast and make a conscious effort to find something each day that makes you laugh. Set aside 10 to 15 minutes and do something that amuses you. The more you get used to laughing each day, the less effort you'll have to make to laugh each day. We hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Be intentional about finding some sort of way to make yourself laugh and to make others laugh because after all, laughter is the best medicine.